Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! I think the time has finally come, Bort, to have our William Wallace of the Fail League on the podcast for week one of the playoffs. What do you think? I don't know who William Wallace is, but... Whoa! How have you not seen Braveheart? How is that not a surprise? Wow! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. What is it from? It's from Braveheart. From Braveheart, dude, must watch, must watch cinema. Yeah, uh, homework assignment. I'm adding it to my no work uh, movie watch list. Fantastic, that's a good one too. It's like almost three hours. That can really kill an afternoon for you. (laughs) Oh yeah, there's there's from my lunch break to the rest of the day. Bort's got to watch. Bort has to watch Braveheart in preparation for his playoff matchup against Ben. it's only it's only fair, uh, but we have DFT on the podcast. A round of applause. Thanks, guys. I'm so I'm so stoked to have uh, the people's champion, the first place finisher of the fail league for 2022. Not in points, but in the most important category, and that is victory points with 38. DFT, welcome to the show. How's it feel? Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Big fans. How does it feel to what last year be what have you were third third work? I think I was third, third from, from the bottom. bottom. Yep. Uh, to all of a sudden, being- and that was basically only because yeah, that was only because I didn't start tanking as soon as someone <laughs> else did. So I think it would have probably benefited me more to to really go for it. But well, in Ben's words, he was not tanking last year. He was just the worst team. He was trying to win and he still couldn't. Um, so, yeah. but yes, whoever whoever had the the second pick last year beat you to beat you to the the punch probably one or two weeks early. But I just wanna I just wanna ask to start off. Could you, if uh, if necessary, could you remember how you acquired all of your starters? So the nine guys on your current playoff lineup. Do do could you recite for from memory how you acquired all of those players? Yeah, I think I could do it even in order, too, honestly. Oh, yeah? Because <laughs> you got Hurts from Bort yeah, how long I, ago? I got Hurts from Ben. Oh, from Ben? Um, and that was, I think, right before the playoffs started last year. Okay. Yeah, Hurts, Hurts went or, from me to Ben to Dan yep. in, like, three days. Yeah, I, 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 I think was, he was... I think I... I think it was ahead, accepted Bort. as soon as Ben, like, within, after the two days. Yeah, because I was talking to you, I think, before you traded him to Ben, just a little bit. And then as soon as Ben acquired him, I just went straight to him with basically <laughs> the same offer, and he went right for it. Yeah, I was, which I was kind of surprised, honestly. I always hate, I always hate trading. I always hate trading guys who I've just recently acquired in a trade. I always feel like I have to have yeah. them on my roster for a certain amount of time. But uh, um, Ben obviously didn't feel that way about Hurts. Uh, okay, so Hertz was even a last season uh, acquisition. 
Um, I mean, talk to, yeah, I talk, to me about might have been... you, talk to me about, about what you were expecting from her to had shown glimpses last year. I mean, did you could, did you envision a quarterback three overall on the year, which I think is what he is? No, it was I. I got lucky on that one, I think, but <laughs> I was taking a shot. I gave. I mean, I paid two first for him, so I I had some serious hopes, but I I really didn't know. I was in such bad shape with quarterbacks. I was just going to start taking some dark throws. And is that what kind of? Because at that point, I think I had, I had just gotten rid of Jimmy uh-huh. and like I think I had Derek Carr for a couple of weeks. But other than that, I was just I think I was rolling tight ends in my super flex spot. Ooh. Yeah, you were you were doing the yeah, the Eli Dahl method of starting a, a position player in your superflex. Um, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's not ideal. <laughs> that's not ideal. Yeah. Um, but you've, I mean, you've. Yeah, reached, then I think I got Saquon from you. You got Saquon then, from me. Yeah, I. Yeah, then Diggs from Eli. And were those so the the Saquon and the Hertz trade were obviously prior to the start of this season. Were there any other trades that were pr- like in the off season or training camp that you made? Or did you basically have uh, basically make all the moves that you had that that you have made then uh, all in the season? Yeah, I think I traded with Mark to acquire Chris, Chris Godwin. Okay, right week one. Um, but yeah, then it was then it was picking up all the tight ends throughout the rest of the season. And you've been hurt by and, and then getting and, yeah digs. And you've been hit by the and you've been hit by the injury bug a little bit with Goddard and. Um, and Wandale Robinson, but he's a rookie, and so for the most part, you're you, you've got to feel pretty good about your your core roster going into this playoff run. Obviously, you're not playing this week. Um, you have the bye with Jeremy. The one two seeds have byes, so you're not playing this week. So you actually get lucky with missing out on all the snow uh, in Buffalo for digs. You don't you don't have to worry about that. Um, you you missed out a little bit of, a little bit of the. Missed out on the injury bug a little bit. You feeling pretty good going into this stretch? Obviously, number one seed. I would I would imagine you are. Yeah, I feel I feel good. I feel like my team has been really lucky, like with health wise. I haven't had to scramble much, and if I do, it's like one guy here or there. So I think I've been one of the healthier teams this year, which has definitely helped. Yeah. I'm, so yeah, I feel good. I'm I'm super happy I got a buy because yeah. <laughs> the matchups this week are tough. Yeah, they uh, speaking, or, or, go ahead, Bort. Speaking of digs, I was actually just looking back, and he's transferred Dan's hands three times now. He <laughs> yeah. first got him in an absolute steal, hindsight, from Jonathan for Leonard Fournette and a 21 first. Whoa. He then got three firsts and Amari Rogers four digs. And then. He sent Godwin, ETN, and a second to get Diggs back. All in all, I'm pretty sure Diggs has built this DFT team. <laughs> probably. Just <laughs> recycling them. Yeah. yeah. Adding picks here and there, trading them back. Because I'm pretty sure you got the either one of the first you acquired in the Diggs trade you then used to draft ETN, who then you traded to get Diggs back. <laughs> um, at least that that would that would make sense to me, or that would be a uh, that'd be a a funny time. And I think one um, of those first was used in the Hertz trade too. Oh, I'm sure, dude. I don't even I don't even want to know 
if you were to take if you were to take the trades and the picks compiled from even three years in this league, for some reason this league seems way more trade happy than the old one. Uh, and I'm not I'm not quite sure why that is. Uh, when we lost Trader Hakeem of all people, um, I I've loved to see the I've loved to see the trade action. Were you Dan? Were you right up to the right up to Monday night last week? Were you trying to acquire players, or were you basically saying, "Hey, this is my team. I'm not going to overpay for a guy who's maybe the fourth flex option on my team." Were you sitting Were you sitting on your hands, or were you trying to make some last minute deals? I was kicking the tires on a few guys, kind of, but not really. I don't. I'm. I'm pretty much out of tradable assets at this point until we see how the playoffs shake out. So, I yeah. think there was a few. Kamish was still trying to sell me. God knows what, <laughs> everything. But I wasn't buying this time. Yeah. So I, uh... not really. Not really. It was kind of. I kind of went all all in a few weeks ago, and and it's been quiet since. Yeah, and you've been you've been riding the wave. You're at 38 victory points. I'll do a quick victory point um, victory point breakdown. Uh, DFT at the top with 38, 1985 points. Uh, Jeremy with the most points scored, the only team to score over 2,000. He had 2,132 points. So not only was he the only team this year to score 2,000 points, he was he was the only team to score 2,100 points. Uh, Brent, you actually jumped Chris, which affects the playoff matchups. You no longer uh, have the fourth seed. You have the third seed uh, with 30 victory points, 1978 points scored. Chris in fourth with 30, 1907. Sam, 29. Ben with 23. Eli also had 23, but he still would have needed another 130 points to gain Ben for that playoff spot. Uh, Minnesota, Dan and Matt round out with 20. Josh at 17. Canute with 11. Mark with 10. Jonathan got three last week. Uh, so he doubled his victory point total up to six. And I sadly, despite my best attempt last week, uh, finished the season with zero victory points. Um, bum, bum, bum. yeah, it's just the way, that's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. It was, it was purposeful. I achieved, I had, a. I mean, I succeeded in my year, uh, but it always sucks when you're tanking for picks that are absolutely anything but guaranteed um starting the season to tank when i knew that i needed jeremy to not win was uh was not the most enjoyable thing um i will say and bort do you want to talk do you want to talk through um what we're looking at as far as official playoff matchups for this week yeah um so yeah dan jeremy both have buys uh i go up against ben and uh, Chris goes up against Sam. So, um, yeah, I mean, I basically locked up. If I win, I face Jeremy, um, which I wanted to do because I didn't want to choke in the championship against Jeremy. Um, I'd rather choke against him in the second matchup and then have Dan come in and clean come up. Come on, Dan. Um, I, didn't, I didn't want that pressure because I knew I would – start the wrong guy and then Jeremy would end it and then I would never live it down. So whereas um, whereas DFT you don't even have that many like as far as as far as who you're thinking of playing your lineup is basically set in stone. Are you considering many bench moves week to week or are you a hey, I'm starting the team that got me here type of person? 
Uh, Goddard's finally coming back, so they use like the only other guy on my bench who I would even consider starting, really, honestly. Right. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I might have to play a matchup or two. I think some of my running backs have tough schedules, so we'll see what happens. I'm but like ninety but you're not ninety eight percent locked in, though. Yeah, I was about to say you have. Let's just let's just name it. You have Hertz and Brady, who are either quarterback and superflex. You're starting all three any given week of Derrick Henry, Saquon, and Joe and Mixon, right? Yep. You're starting Diggs, and you're starting Kelsey, and you're probably starting Christian Kirk. Am I missing one more spot? Would that be a Goddard spot, or would he have to take from Goddard, one Locker, of the running backs? Lockett, or, yeah, I'd do Goddard, okay. Locker, Lockett, or... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm so, not, I, mean, I don't have a lot of other depth pieces that I would consider starting unless I have to, so... I'm well, uh, and pretty Bort much locked and loaded. And Bort was going to chat um, or, or at least lay out the, the point difference between Chris and Sam, which is like 148 projected for Chris and 131 for Sam. But for me, it my thinking is I actually don't like – I actually don't mind – like, yeah, Sam has a lot of injuries, but he doesn't have any option on his bench. So he's like, hey – the guys I'm starting are the only options I have. And if they boom, then great. Whereas you can get a little bit of overthinking, which I know we've talked about in previous playoff runs is okay. Do you, do you talk like, think about, think about matchups or defensive matchups potentially for position players where like, or do you, do you play player, player a and play instead of player B, whereas Sam doesn't, have any options so i'm curious bort and dan where you guys land as far as sam versus chris is it going to be close or is it going to be sam has too many injuries and doesn't get a great night from mccaffrey tonight and Devonte doesn't score two touchdowns like what are we thinking for this i'm watching the super flex um Tannehill going up against the chargers and matt ryan going up against minnesota I think Matt Ryan has the opportunity to really outscore his 14 projected. And, I mean, when yeah, Tannehill was on my team. Yeah, when Tannehill was on my team, I mean, it was either 13, 5, or 25. So he scored 20 last week. I don't foresee him scoring 20 this week. He never does it back-to-back. So I don't see him scoring 19 against the Chargers. I see Matt Ryan's outscoring 14 against Minnesota. Um, and then, yeah, Aaron Jones, Mike Evans, those two going up against Tanyan and Paris Campbell. I think I think That's personally that Chris is – That's the difference. It's going to be the difference. Me. I mean, we're going to see tonight already Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the game has already started. Christian McCaffrey versus DK Metcalf. So yeah. Um, we'll have a pretty decent idea, I feel like, because those are two high-scoring people for both of them. I think what yeah. I'm scared of, what I'm scared about from from Sam's perspective is okay. Let's say Matt Ryan plays pretty well, but all the touchdowns are Jonathan Taylor touchdowns. That's six points for Jonathan Taylor on against like going up against Chris, who has him, versus a passing touchdown is only four passing touchdowns. So. You you would need you would need a big day from Matt Ryan and very little 
touchdown production from Jonathan Taylor for that to actually make a like you need Matt Ryan to Paris Campbell touchdown and then a yep. rushing touchdown from somebody like else. a one yard QB sneak something like that because I don't I mean I just can't you laid it out those final two flex spots it's Tunyon versus Aaron Jones and Paris Campbell versus Evans I mean DFT is that that's got to be where that's got to be where Chris takes the takes the cake as far as these individual matchups are concerned that and having Andrews versus Henry like that's unfair too yeah it's I don't know. I'm actually coming down on the Sam side of things. I really think that it's all about Adams and Jacobs. And I don't know if Chris has anyone on his squad that can compete with what those two have been putting up lately. I think that I think that Sam's going to I think Sam's going to pull this one up, like bring Ooh. this one home. I really do. But but that but but that for me, I don't know why I don't like that for the league's chances of surviving but if if sam gets on a heater like you alluded to dft it's like you have jacobs who only a few weeks ago had 200 yards and what was it three touchdowns two touchdowns rush for 229 he's been above 15 points since week 10 i'm talking about jacobs he's running back one on the year yeah or is it running back two running back two on the year oh. and that's not christian mccaffrey who's running back three so he's he's running oh, back yeah, one over like the last four or five weeks though. He's been on an insane yes. tear. Yes. And yeah, let's not forget Matt Ryan was not on Sam's roster even two weeks ago. So this is a, this is a playoff team who is starting a quarterback who he, who they just traded for. Um, He's and, the Baker Mayfield of Sam's team. And you, I mean, get every bullet in the chamber, get every bullet in the chamber. Like, you get you get uh you get a eighty yard day and a touchdown from Keenan Allen on top of what Jacobs is going to do against New England potentially Adams and like McCaffrey tonight, um. I, it's going to be closer than one forty eight one thirty one. I'll just say that DFT is going Sam Bort. Who are you taking? I'm gonna take Sam. <sighs> okay. I'll take I'll take Chris. I'll even it out. I, it I, it cannot be a three way agreement on the seventeen point dog. That Sleeper doesn't happen. agree with us, but so I, <laughs> I'll take. I would like to hear. I'd like to hear Knut's um, projection. Yeah, what does the computer think? Yeah, yeah. What does the what I does... want to hear what the computer <laughs> thinks? Not Sleeper. No. Sleeper's dumb sometimes. Or you play time. Ben. You've got to be yep. what I mean. Give me your thoughts. Where are you at with this? Um, I'm nervous. Actually, hold on. Before um, you go, one one final note um, on the Chris and Sam matchup. Since week 11, Chris has eclipsed Sam's projected score of 131 twice. Week 11 and 12, Sam has eclipsed Chris's projected score of 148 twice in week 11 and week 13. So, again basically saying what we've already what we've already come to the conclusion conclusion on this game is not going to be as lopsided as as sleeper projects and i don't blame you guys for taking for taking sam he's been in the 150s twice in that span um whereas chris i don't think has hit the 150s since week 11 or week 10 um so sam may be 
if 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 you if you care about locker room talk and internal talk, Sam's team, they're taking that seventeen point seventeen point uh differential and they're uh they're trying to trying to some bulletin board material. That's I was just it, gonna say as DFT would say, bulletin board yeah, material. Maybe. That's all that's all that needs to be said. Uh okay, with that, Bort, you versus Ben. Talk to me. Yeah. I want to hear what you guys think first. DFT, who are you rooting for? Do are you do you have do you have a favorite that you're picking? I mean, be honest. I gotta, I gotta. You're picking I gotta Ben, of course you have ben. to pick Ben. Of course, yeah. Ben's like one of my <laughs> oldest friends. Yeah, I gotta take Ben. What do you? Okay, so Fair what enough. do you? What do you think about but, Ben? Okay, but but who do you actually think is going to win? I I don't know. I th- I, I think Bort thinks Ben's will. Going to win. I think Bort will probably win. I don't think Cousins and Cook are going to get it done. They, they're they so hit or miss. I don't know. Bort's just got so many dudes with so much firepower. Indianapolis has a pretty good front seven, too. So, like, if Detroit can shut down Dalvin, Dallas can shut down Dalvin, New England can shut down Dalvin... What can Indianapolis do? Yeah, I don't. I just don't trust either of those guys this late in the season. Cooks, you know, you never know how much he's going to play, and Kirk always throws up a, a shitty game here and there. So, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm in my heart. I say Ben. In my head, I say Bort. I think Bort's okay. team is got just, just too much good juju right now too. Ah. <laughs> They've got some guys that have been playing I really good. Know. I don't know. His problem is, though, he's got to make the right starts because he's got too much he depth does. on his bench. Don't say that. Come on, man. Don't let Kamara score three touchdowns against Atlanta on your bench. Don't I almost... Oh my God. That's my, I almost that's my, messaged you. That's my biggest nightmare. I almost messaged you yesterday, Bort, and then I thought <laughs> if I came on this, I would just say it on the podcast. I almost messaged you. Is that really the lineup you're going to start for the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Hear me out, though. Hear me out, though. Listen, listen to this. Since Yikes. week nine, here's Kamara's sta- uh, points: seven point seven, six, ten point nine, four, four point seven. Bye. And then when they played Atlanta week one. 6.1. He's not even... Oh, he's barely an RB2 in this league. Two words. He's due. He's due. <laughs> okay, but now listen to this. Or do I start this person since week 9? <laughs> Here we go. 8.9. <laughs> 22. 11. 20. 20.4. Which one of those do I start? <laughs> Hey, all I'm saying is I wouldn't make the wrong decision you, if I were you. Yeah, that's all. You know what? Just, that's I all. Boil. What was your What was your percentage of total of like max points? Or were you like seventy percent? Eighty two. Eighty two. Okay. Okay, so not trash. Last year I was seventy six. Oh, so we've we've got last year better. I was seventy six percent, and I'm only t- I've only scored ten percent more points than last year. Dang. Or to. 10% max total points. Shout out to Damn. our Sultan of Stats because how many yeah. other fantasy football leagues are you in that you know that kind of random shit? None. Oh, right? I'm, in, I'm in zero other fantasy leagues anyway, let alone 
have ever <laughs> had any that track stats like this. You're you're monogamous yeah. in your fantasies. I am monogamous. That's good. This is this is the only league I can take. You don't do you do Gilly, don't you? I do Gilly. I did. Yeah, oh. I was in Gilly this year only because Knut was in too many leagues and he gave up his spot for me. <laughs> I love Gilly too. I'm super bummed about <laughs> how, losing all of your best. You and I both. You and I both got. You and I both were the recipients of the boot in the same week because we tied, didn't we? The, the double chat. Yeah. Yeah, that was horrible, and we never got our obituaries either. So Eli, come on, man. Yeah, I wasn't we, gonna call him. Dan's, but. <laughs> Dan's presidents lost. Yeah, the ex presidents. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, yeah it was I, a, I was, it was like, rough, we fired this year or something. I won it in 2019, and I was wow. on top of the world. And then the next year, I think I was like first or second out. And yeah, I've been getting screwed since then. Dang. Okay. Hey. Uh, anyway, DFT, back when to was the last time. When was the last time you were in the playoffs? Regardless of the league, you hadn't been in fail playoffs yet, have you? Uh, no, I was in no man's land year one with Jonathan, and then That's last right. year I was toilet bowl winner. But yeah, okay. I was in the bottoms last year. And then, so first year since the last year of the old league, or was it even before that? Uh, I might have made it once before in the old league, but yeah, I think okay. the final year might have been my final time or my first time in those playoffs. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this yeah, is uh, this my is my second a, appearance a whole, overall, and so, feels good to be the number like, number one seed. You get to play either. So let's say if if Sam if Sam beats Chris, you play Sam regardless of who wins. No, not regardless of who wins between Ben and Bort, because Ben is Ben's a lower seed than Sam. So if Ben wins, uh, it is. A winner of Chris and Sam versus Jeremy, and then Ben gets DFT. Um, I want to get your guys' thoughts. Ben posted about this in Pigskin, and I was going to ask you guys about it. Is uh, Ben is benching, or at least getting Waddle out of his lineup now, or, or getting um, Waddle out of his lineup now and put Ayuk in his lineup? Um, in preparation for all of the snow that's in Buffalo. How would you guys approach this situation? Is Ben making the right move? Should he bench Tua for Heineke for for the Superflex spot? Like is this something that you guys are worried about if you're if you're Ben with with two potentially starters that are impacted by this? Um for me it's it's something I keep my eye on. I mean I'm not necessarily worried about it. I think he did the right thing. I mean, I guess we'll see what Ayuk does, but throwing Ayuk in there, who's playing tonight, putting him in there at the wide receiver spot, leaving all of his super flex spots open. So if it's not nearly as bad, he can go in, he can maybe pull out Pacheco, Pacheco, however that's pronounced, pull out out Sander, I mean, whoever he wants to pull out and throw uh, Waddle in there if he wants to. Um, I'm not too worried about Tua, honestly. I think... I think he'll be all right. Tua's from yeah. Hawaii, though. Are we sure that he's ever... I mean, this may sound outrageous. <laughs> Are we sure that Tua has ever seen snow? <laughs> like, 
That's gotta be racist. <laughs> no, it, it can't be because he's from Hawaii, played at Alabama, and now plays in Miami. I'm sure. Okay, maybe he's had a snow like game. Like his third year in the league. league. If he hasn't seen snow, yeah, I, I mean, nine inches at once is a lot, even for us. I don't know if two has seen nine inches at once. Uh, anyways, <laughs> pause. Um, he's played in Buffalo though. Like, okay, he's not okay. new to the division. All right. Put me, put me in the P, uh, PS, uh, PST. Um, that, sure, whatever. That's that's fine. Um, Dan, where are you at with this? I just think, I mean, he's the quarterback. He's if they're gonna, and that whole offense really revolves around like him dishing it out to those receivers. So I personally wouldn't. I'd start them both with no fear. But okay, I I, I understand too. I agree with you guys. I think you have to at least for sure you're playing Tua. You're not starting Taylor Heineke. No. On Sunday night in a playoff matchup where you need points. Like it you need even the three projected points more for Tua. You have to you have to say I I need the guy who is a quarterback 16 on the year despite missing basically 3 games. Um, versus Taylor Heineke. So uh, you for sure start to, in my opinion, I think he'll probably start Waddle and just say, hey, I'm gonna, I, I've lived by the stack for so long. If I happen to die by the stack plus nine inches of snow, then it is what it is. Yeah, I agree with you, Pete. DFT, what are the odds that you would st- have that you would ever consider starting starting Brock Purdy in a playoff game? <laughs> uh, Is, does does Brady does Brady get to a point where you're like, he, I can't start him? No, I think I think I would regret that forever. I mean, I think he's won <laughs> more fantasy championships for guys than anyone else ever true. in the history of football. So <laughs> this is true. Yeah, unless you know something bad happens to him. No, I'm I'm riding him. Yeah. I'm riding him all the way, probably. Who do you want to see? Who who would if you could choose your matchup for next week? Who would you want to see, and then who would you least want to see going into next week? Um, I I don't know. I thought about it a little bit this week, and I think honestly, I'd like to face like the the softest team. I think like. Competition-wise, I'd want to face right now is Chris because I don't know if Lamar is going to come back at all. He might be hosed yeah. just from that. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's, his team has really been getting hit with the injuries, and I don't know if any of those dudes are going to be back or not. Um, the team I would want to face would be him then. team I would least want to face is probably Bort. I think his team has got so okay, much potential. Hold on. Don't his ego is already <laughs> dangerously inflated. I mean, this on a no, on, on I, record, keep this going, is Dan. outrageous talk. Keep going, Dan. <laughs> well, yeah, he I he's agree. also been healthy too. I think his team is. I don't know. He's he's had a lot of high point scores lately too. So he we'll had see. the he had the ch- chase. He had the chase injury scare middle of the year. Chase looks like he's back to his old self. Yeah, his five weeks, in, including the bye, has come back with a 16 point performance and a 29 and a half point per, point performance. 
Um, yeah, nothing wrong. No with... T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd though in the last week. Last week they neither of them played. T. Higgins played one snap and Tyler Boyd got hurt mid game. Oh, it doesn't yeah, matter. Right. He's, was, their, he's their I number was... one. It doesn't matter. True. Um, yeah, by the know, way, Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, zero points through uh, the first half of quarter number one. For ben. Niners just got the ball. Oh, okay. um, they stopped the Seahawks like within the five, and they've given the ball to McCaffrey. He's got a thirty-yard run, and now he's got two pass catches. Okay. I think so. As we record, I, I, Sam I think closing we'd the gap also on Chris. Be, I think I'd also have to say Jeremy, though. I, we got to give oh my God, the yeah. reigning champ some 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 respect yeah. here. I, I, think, I, I think that's a that's a given, right? Yeah, but you have, I'm have to be it. on you my best. Yeah, you you got to every team has got to be have their best performance if they even want to come close because his team is always putting up almost 150 in the playoffs mm-hmm. every time. So. Because, Boar, a couple weeks ago, even but, I don't even know if this was off air. We were looking at just total points, like, and you average it out. Jeremy's averaging, like you said, DFT, 150 a week. You're not going to beat him on an, on an off week. You're just not going to. Exactly. Boar, you were going to say? Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, obviously, yeah, you're, you're, you're scared. I mean, not scared, but you're most scared probably to face Jeremy, but – the only way that you're going to face him is in the championship. Right. So, I mean, like, right. I think it's natural to think of the me, the Ben, the Chris, the Sam, because, I mean, the only way that you're going to get to Jeremy is if he makes the championship and you make the championship, right? Yeah. So, I mean, just kind of got to root for me or Sam or Chris. I don't think Ben – I don't think Ben has a shot to pl- – no – Ben Ben would not play Jeremy if he wins because he's automatically going to play scenario. regardless of regardless of either of either Chris or Sam winning because he's the last right. seed. So um, if Ben win wins, he's guaranteed to go up against DFT uh, in the semifinals. Um, okay. And so yeah, we just need one of us three to. To beat Jeremy before he's even got the chance. I mean, it's for, I think from that's like our best bet. Yeah, from the league's perspective, it's obviously a waiting game because Jeremy doesn't play till next week. Uh, and what a, I mean, I'm just what a an amazing moment for the league if Jeremy doesn't even make it to the championship. That would be the best for me because then I can just have fun on championship week. If it's Bort and DFT or whatever, whatever the combo is, I mean, that would be. That would just be the best to not have to not yeah. have to worry going into championship week. Can we just end it? Yeah, can we just knock him out next week? Be done with it. I'm honestly looking I, forward I remember... to it. I hope it goes down to the championship week. Even no, if I'm I the can't. only one, I want to be the one that knocks him out. <laughs> I like the attitude. Yes, but I remember. I remember sitting there. I was in a Buffalo Wild Wings watching it with a buddy of mine. I had n- I was never so invested in a Packers game Dude. in my life. Are you and talking about when the old I league ended? It, yes, oh. when it was Ben versus Chris. I 
Devonte Adams fumbled, and I was I was like I was heartbroken. Oh my god! And then he was catching, and then they were just feeding him the ball, and he was like one catch, ten yard, like not even ten yards away. If he would have just made another catch, yes, because oh, no, I think it wasn't a PPR. He needed only like ten oh. more yards in order to beat Chris. I think we had implemented half point PPR before the league was over, or am I totally remembering that wrong? I think it was in the rule proposal, but we never made it there. So it was standard the whole way? It was standard scoring the whole way? We never swapped? Is that right, Dan? I don't know. That sounds like back in the dark ages. I can't imagine we're still doing non-PPR, but I don't remember. No, God. And Ben was a stickler Ben was a stickler for standard scoring, too. I thought, I, I thought that was hilarious because Chris was like, more points is more fun. And Ben was like, why is that the case? <laughs> <laughs> ben was the boomer in that scenario. Ben, Ben, yeah, sure. It sounds about right. <laughs> the old man came out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He couldn't speak. He he couldn't speak for Mark, so he. Uh, yeah. Or Mark couldn't speak for himself, uh, so Ben spoke for him. Um, I don't have anything else. I mean, we're. I don't want to talk about the toilet bowl. Like that is stupid. Nothing. You don't want compared anything to play- I don't compared actually, to playoffs. Dan, I do have a question for you. Yeah, would you? Do you foresee anybody doing waffles with Pete? I mean, what's the most likely team Mark. that you think? Yeah, I think the easy answer is Mark. His team is ugly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it's actually going to be kind of competitive. Think another team that's bad enough? I mean, if Knut's team really bounces the wrong way, that could that could be bad. I mean, Matt's team is always, always good for I think uh, Matt, a I think real Matt's stinker. team could. I think Matt's team could could lose it. Has Knut uh, bit the hundred point bug yet? Has he never not scored a hundred points? Probably not. He's done that I a few times. Was, it was like me and a few other people that had, and he was on the list of. It's hilarious. Never scoring below a hundred. Week two, he scored exactly a hundred. Down to the tenth <laughs> decimal. One hundred point zero zero. Wait, points. no, he only scored like ninety this week. He scored one away last. Oh, week. did he? He scored one away in yeah, he was thirteen. He was ninety three last week. You're right. So he was not even close to top seven, and he did not hit a hundred. So, so yeah, there's a few other teams that uh, if they if they don't watch out, they could be eating waffles. We just need Pete to win week one, and then it's guaranteed, right? Yes. I go, against, I go up against Eli. I'm not going to beat Eli, unfortunately. No. I have too he many just injuries. Beat, you never know, He just though. beat Sam last week. He did beat Sam. Dude, they were, okay, if we're going to talk, if we're going <laughs> to, I was, I was way too invested last week for my own reasons. Uh, if the league lives and the, the pick that I owned, or Josh's pick going into last week could have been 108, or uh, or 105 and it was looking like Josh was going to was going to pull out three victory points and hose me but uh whew, made it so i need the league to continue so i can so i can uh drool over all of the all of the picks i have and Jonathan needs that too cuz he's got 10 of them um <laughs> just can't even believe it. Purdy, Purdy is lighting up Dan's uh, starting lineup this week. Just is he? Just a touchdown to Kittle. Oh, he really? needed that for Iuke. Oh, yeah. Damn. 
No, Damn. we don't need an IU touchdown, yeah. Peter. I got three starters going tonight. I got uh, yeah, Jordan Mason and Travis Homer in. Oh, resting all the, resting all the starters this week. Resting them, giving them a true week off from the NFL and from fail. Loved love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of commitment it takes, guys. Yeah, exactly. I actually, I actually read something on Twitter, um, and it was like a fantasy football, NFL fantasy football or something like that. It was a verified account, and it was like NFL owners with a buy. Rest your starters. Trust me. I think it. I think it's like a. It's one of those like. Um, um, superstitious things, you know, like. You leave Kittle on your starting lineup, and then he's gonna he get hurt. His ankle on the, <laughs> yeah, he gets hurt, or he goes for like forty-five, and then he sucks the next week. So, so not only do you struggle like, to make lineup decisions, you're superstitious <laughs> about it as well. That's a, yeah, that's, <laughs> a that's a horrible combination. <laughs> it's well, I need to do the opposite. I'm not superstitious, I to, but I am a little stitious. I should. I actually probably would have gotten less points on the year had I started Pitts versus keeping him on my bench. Um, I would have, because he was definitely on my bench, being my lowest scoring tight end um, for multiple weeks. So uh, yeah, I don't. I don't believe in that. In that advice, because he also got hurt on my bench too. So for me, no thanks. Not gonna implement. You're playing every week. Regardless of, regardless of your injury designation. Uh, also, Chris offered, this was back on the 24th of November, he offered Cortland Sutton and DK Metcalf to Ben for Waddle. Ben said, bro, no. <laughs> he offered me that same exact trade for Tyreek. I think he did it for yeah. Diggs for me. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Yep. He he tried to he tried he tried to trade Sutton to me. Oh yeah, he's been trying to trade like, Sutton since he got him. No, I've got plenty of bad wide receivers on my team. I don't need another. Let's know. let's do another one. This might only be Bort because I'm guessing <laughs> he wouldn't be offering this to Pete. But have you gotten the Evan Ingram Robert Woods offer yet? No, thank God. <laughs> He probably knows that he fucked me hard enough on the DAC trade that he doesn't even want to. And Bobby Trees from Kamish. For who? Oh, God, everyone, anyone. (laughs) The rest of my picks, my future picks, anything If there's a a single governor who is both simultaneously team potential and also I will not get caught holding the bag on a player, it's Kamish. (laughs) He's got hustle. He gets those trades done. He's, though. he's, he's I want to, what I want to do is compile. If I get really bored someday, I'll compile all of the, all of the trades for the year. And we'll, uh, we'll have a little competition to see if we can guess who made the most trades and how many they made during the year. Um, we'll see if I can get that ready for maybe an off season pod. I think another cool one would be uh, if everyone talked about the favorite trade that they made, like or oh. one that they really regretted. Yeah, I, with all the oh training I've done I this year, so I've thought about so much of that. Like, 
the I feel like that was the the difference maker in my team this year is like I just told myself every trade I'm gonna make or like that comes up that gets close, just go for it and see what happens kind of thing. So I think And uh, look where it got, and look where it got you. Yeah, I I got lucky on a few of them and yeah. Number one seed. The only num- number one number one seed, uh riding a riding a bye week into I mean, all, all you have to do is win twice. All you have to do is win twice. And you're champ. Sounds easy. Bort, for you, all you got to do is win three times. And you're champ. Easy peasy. Hard part's done. Granted, although I don't think there's any non-playoff teams that in the pre, in the pre, beginning of the pre, or beginning of the season, even preseason, were anticipated to be playoff teams. No. Eli, maybe. But like Minnesota Dan, we weren't taking him over Ben. We weren't taking Matt over Ben or Josh. So that it's as if the playoff teams, even from like week six, seven on, they were basically gonna be the teams. And now it now it's is when it uh, now is obviously when it counts. And uh, I hope to be a part of it one day. One day. Just trade all those picks Maybe and go buy a up. team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> If uh, here's what I'll do, I'll I won't opt into the next league. But as soon as somebody wants to sell their team, I'll pay four hundred and fifty bucks for it. <laughs> All right, too I don't soon. Have, I don't have anything else. What about you guys? No, thanks for having yeah. me on. I'm uh, cool. excited DFT. to see the matchups this week. May the odds be ever Good in luck your this favor, week, DFT. Yeah, good luck to uh, to all the teams going this week. Good luck, everybody. I uh, I look forward to playing you next week, Dan. We'll Ooh. talk later. Ooh, we'll all see. Right. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Bye.